another episode of the awful service podcast this is the podcast that requires you put 50 percent down before we even record that might, you know i'm sorry you can't back out you back out that 50 percent becomes ours it's just how <laughs> our audio goes we get 50 percent of the audio up front and then <laughs> at, and then at the end we get 100 that's how it works it's just how can i do this do can i do this on layaway no sorry we got we don't do payment plans <laughs> Non-negotiable. You 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 back out. You lose fifty percent of that audio. That's just how it works. Four easy payments. I don't make rules. I'm sorry. That's just how. That's how we do it. I'm your host, Matt Doimo. Company policy. Yep. I'm I'm Mr. Company Policy, Matt Doimo (laughs) over here with my head of HR. And uh, yeah, I don't. uh, I lost my receipt, but I'm trying to return this very used (laughs) item, Joe Cocazello. Joe, uh, Joe, you being the head of HR in anywhere terrifies me. Oh, dude, I would be the most fun HR. You'd be, you'd be a great HR, but at the same time, would you be a bad? I don't know. I think you'd be like, yeah, maybe your feelings need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'd always be doing the so. Tell me on the doll where it touched you, and it, and it's like I'm complaining. I just had a problem like, with my parking spot. <laughs> tell me on the doll where did it go? Someone <laughs> keeps eating my yogurt. <laughs> Uh, I just don't, I wanted a little bit more space in my cubicle. <laughs> Tell me, show, show me. And you know what? We well, could talk about alleged uh, alleged HR problem, and we will. Right? Yes. Screw it. That whole this is someone I see in HR all the time. Yeah. Our next guest. <laughs> our, our, actually, our next guest, before, before the podcast, actually gave out some very HR-like advice. Uh, she is one of the producers of the Twin Cities Don't Tell Comedy. She is a hilarious comedian in and of herself. Give it up for the very funny Allie Horman, everybody. Hey! Yay. Yes, for the, welcome, Ali. <laughs> all all three of us laughing <laughs> <laughs> for ourselves. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, what, what would you? What would? What problem of uh, HR would you bring to Joe? Oh, uh, probably. Oh, just probably like the woman in the cubicle next to me is gossiping about me and getting it wrong, like. <laughs> like if you're gonna like if you're gonna talk shit about me i would just like you to be accurate mm-hmm. like and she just doesn't want to take my constructive criticism on her <laughs> you're gonna throw shade her- make sure yeah. that shade is accurate yeah you keep sending her like a uh, talking points <laughs> <laughs> Bullet point all right listen yeah like I understand that you think that this is what was happening mm-hmm. and you're close, but you're not quite there. And I just would really appreciate accuracy in our communication. <laughs> you know, I always wished when I worked in offices, I always wished I could go to AR. My biggest gripe in the office was weak ass coffee. <laughs> These bitches make this oily water this just black gross water tasteless like it's, it, it's translucent light can get through it yes it yeah. doesn't do anything That's and then coffee. they get mad they, they i've actually been uh told on many occasions that i'm not allowed to make the office coffee were they because were, I, was it, were you working in an office during world war ii rationing was that what <laughs> <we're> <laughs> 
We have to save the grounds. It's the only coffee. We gotta get the we have to get the coffee to the troops. Ah, you know, if you want more coffee, you could just chew some chicory. <laughs> chicory coffee is awful. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. Have you so, ever had you egg coffee Dumont. though? Egg, egg coffee? You are yeah. that's the most Lutheran thing I've ever had. It is. Been it's it's a northern Minnesota Lutheran thing, and they would take sometimes sometimes they could afford the whole egg. And sometimes they make the egg for breakfast and just take the shells and put the shells mm-hmm. just cracked, not like ground up or anything. Just crack the shells in the percolator at the mm-hmm. top of the percolator with the coffee grounds. And it made it have a richer flavor. And I was like, it just tastes like somebody put eggs in the egg coffee. coffee. Like I have it's, never. It's awful. And my oh, parents God. still talk about it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, gosh, that. That church just made the best egg coffee. I'm like, that? <laughs> well, the, the idea behind it was that it was supposed to take the bitterness out of bad coffee. At least that's yeah. how it was explained to me. Like that, they, like the egg somehow absorbs the, like, you know, like, I'm like, 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 we're, you know, we're not talking, this isn't, they're not, church basements are never using good coffee. No, right. You know, they're using like Folgers crystals, they're using, they're using Columbia, you know, what, what was the one with like the guy and this donkey? Oh yeah, like the Columbia. Oh, okay. I want to say Columbia House, but that was like I don't I don't remember that, the CD people trying to sell me coffee. Yeah, you, you, something... get, you get ten pots of coffee for a penny. I for a like penny, it was, it was Don something. Yeah, <laughs> no, that no, it's Juan Valdez. Juan Valdez. Yeah, Juan Valdez. Not his brother. Don Julio. Don Julio coffee. No, that was just Joe adding tequila to his coffee. They don't let me sell you the coffee. See, oh, shut up, Don. <laughs> I swear to God, it started. It had, I'm sure someone was like, oh, it takes the bitterness out of the coffee. But I'm pretty sure it probably started out as some like mild-mannered revenge plot against someone who was like <laughs> trying to be like, Marianne thinks she can make that coffee in the morning. Oh, well, guess what? There's going to be eggshells in it this time. And everybody was like, Ooh, Mary Ann, what did you do to the coffee? And she's like, ah, fuck. Oh, drats, my plan backfired. Yeah. Like, oh, she's going to get spice. Fuck. She's going to get spicy, put a little Oh, everyone's going to have eggshells in their coffee. Now we're putting everyone's eggshells in the coffee. so mad at her. Oh, it's well, that way when great. she takes a sip, I can be like, you got a little egg on your face. <laughs> oh, gosh. She's, she's in the corner like, <laughs> and they're like, you okay, uh, Shelly? Are you all right there? No, oh, just a little coffee. Just, uh, oh yeah, I definitely didn't put eggs in the coffee. <laughs> it's okay. I gotta go serve bars. Okay, I gotta go serve and some bars. bars. So, there's do you bars. guys drink jet fuel for coffee? I, oh, I yeah. drink coffee with a purpose. I want to um, be jacked up. I want to be on cloud nine. I I have a I have a uh, my husband's a very snobby coffee drinker oh does so he we drink very he do coffee science with the fucking beakers and shit science uh, no science? but we do like all of it's pour over all of oh, okay. it like we like you know whatever but um here's the thing about uh being pregnant is it <laughs> it, it really messes up your capacity to actually process caffeine in your body mm-hmm. and so um I have gone down to now I drink one cup of coffee a day and it's fine. And if I drink more than that, I get sick. It's so. like the, the kids are all the dancing baby from Allie McBeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, so, that reference is an antique joke. You gotta be careful yes. With yeah. <laughs> but somehow also, yeah, 
Uh, Joe, I, I'm with you on the flavor capacity of like it needs to be like I like the old Turkish coffee, as they call Ooh, it, where yeah. you can put or Cuban coffee where like you stir it and the spoon just sticks up in the cup. Like I need it to be thick and dark. And yeah, I, 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 want no, I want no I want it to be like a, a fucking crab nebula where no light escapes. You understand <laughs> me? Like that's how we do it. But because I um and it's a ton of century story. I found out later in life because I was I worked in restaurants and bars and everything for so long that I abused my body with energy drinks and coffee for so long that I now have a caffeine sensitivity in my late 30s. Oh, no. Uh, so but I still enjoy the ritual of coffee so much that I make half calves because I still like to have someone's like, why don't you just have like one cup of coffee? And I'm like, you fucking have one cup of coffee. And I, so I, I have three cups of coffee but it's only about like it's like having one and a half cups of actual coffee but i have to sit there because it makes like the it, it, i don't know why but my brain's like, like i can have one cup of regular coffee my body my body's like no you need more but if like if i have the three i'm like i'm good even though the caffeine equivalent still just regular old coffee because it's because coffee is drinkable cocaine it, <laughs> and, and like it's you can't just have one you don't have to call your dealer you just make it. It makes sense. Cup. That kind of makes sense, Joe, because considering they both come from the hills of Colombia. Oh yeah, those Colombians and their addictive. Substance. Like what else? Like, Juan I, and Don Valdez. Yes. Yes. <laughs> those Juan's, Valdez brothers. Don's the coke dealer. Yeah. Juan's the coffee guy. And that they use the same donkey. Yep, <laughs> it's the same one. No, 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 no. Yes. They use Pablo Escobar's hippopotamuses that are now taking over i I absolutely love the cocaine they're called cocaine hippos i know i love it that's that's way more terrifying than a cocaine bear exactly i'm waiting for the movie do you think that those hippos are like they call us cocaine hippos and they give us no cocaine it's just (laughs) bullshit (laughs) like i've been trying to get skinny for a while now and they won't even let me the better question is, I'm on too much liquid cocaine. No, um, the better question is, the do they speak hip- that in Spanish <laughs> or do they speak it in French? Why would they speak it in French? Because they're from Africa. Oh, ooh, oh look at that. Uh, uh, that's uh, right. Colonial over, over everyone's heads. Right. See, I, I was, I was going to pick some low hanging fruit. Uh, <laughs> it's more, you know, the 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 hippos like, and it's crazy. They don't they call us cocaine hippos. They don't give us any cocaine. And the other hippos like, oh, it's it's like Larry. It's like Curly from the Three Stooges. Yeah, no, here. You don't get any cocaine cocaine hippo. Uh, and you know what? We could talk about. Uh, hippos being compared to 1940s comedy and or colonialism uh, coffee or any we will we're going to talk about that the whole episode this is the awful service podcast this is the podcast where we talk about different customer service jobs and the stories there within Allie the very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume show us your resume why should we hire you have you ever had a job right you often fire you tell us all about yourself and your place of business talk about your former jobs filthy shady politics show us your resume Uh, again, yep, this is the resume section, Ali. Um, you can talk about some of your jobs, all of your jobs. You don't have to do it in any specific order. 
uh, whatever stories really stick out, think that you want to say, this is your chance and wherever you want to start with. Uh, I actually wrote down it. I was like, how many jobs have I had I'm trying to like remember <laughs> that I can't actually put mom down as a job on a resume, which is actually pretty much bullshit because I think I should be able to put mom on a resume and then just get whatever job is available. <laughs> like, be like, people are like, tell me about your manufacturing experience. Be like, well, I manufactured three additional workers for you. Um, able-bodied humans. And I did it single-handedly. <laughs> and you if anybody... You could probably work mom into any that you should be able to put mom on the resume because right. any job it's like, right. oh, I cleaned up after like these it's you kept a, a clean workspace. Like it's <laughs> like you could work this into like yeah. you could be the head of HR because you're definitely <laughs> yes. you're definitely good at work, worker resolutions. You, you diffused a lot of volatile oh. situations. A lot, a lot. Uh, a and lot of them, most of them were over cookies, but that's not the point. That's <laughs> just not the point. Same problem. Yeah. Uh, and anytime someone's like, oh, you did that single-handedly, like, what about your husband? I'm like, yeah, well, he could have done his part single-handedly as well. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just FYI. Just saying. Um, so uh, growing up, I used to work in greenhouses. Uh, my dad's a horticulturist, and so I that's what I... I worked with a lot of plants um, and, you know, I, we'd always have people come in and be like, where does this grow? And I'm like in the ground, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just a sassy kid. Just generally that's, put in the dirt. plants work. But my, the first greenhouse I ever worked in was one of my favorite places to work because it was owned and operated by this very bitter <laughs> divorcee who the greenhouse was her ex-husband's and she took it in the divorce just to spite him. Um, I didn't even like plants. She like, she like, she like made a career out of spite. And I was like, I, I am appreciative of you so much. Respect. And she only hired women. um, And basically it was just like, (laughs) <laughs> like all of these women being like, don't ever get married. Oh, she oh, so, tear apart so, every part of your soul. <laughs> and they just so get she like hired other divorcees. Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. And 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 me. And you um, and you're, because you're how old? I was 15 when I started. <laughs> 16, maybe when I started. Getting some and real good marriage advice. Great. From Super the great. greenhouse crew. And I mean, I got hired because I was as my dad's daughter and everyone's like, Oh, well, she's going to know what she's talking about. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how good I am at bullshitting people. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, no. that's going to grow great on the South side of your house. I don't know my right from my left. Shut up. <laughs> like, like, and how did your dad get, uh, um, you know, uh, let into this um, uh, a volcano of bitterness? Oh no. So I grew up in a really small town. I grew up in Crookston, Minnesota. It's like 8,000 people. And my dad was the head horticulturist landscaper person at the University of Minnesota, Crookston. Oh, okay. And so everybody knew my, if you were in like that industry, okay, there was like 11 of you and they all knew my dad. So okay. um, he's like, I can get you a job over at Divorcees with daffodils. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's pretty much what it was. <laughs> and they would just like get drunk on wine coolers, like be, at 5 p.m. Be- he calls okay. it, she calls the place fuck you John or whatever her ex-husband's <laughs> name is. 
Uh, and it was, but it was like, it was a lot of fun. But um, one of the, I just, I remember one of the weirdest days that I was there was, so keeping in mind, our greenhouse was like just on the edge of town. Um, so it wasn't like really close to anything else. And it was one of those greenhouses where everything is glass. Like there's not like opaque plastic on the outside. Okay. And myself and this other woman (laughs) are the only ones working. It's like July. Everyone's done buying plants or whatever. And this, these two cops show up in full SWAT gear, (laughs) just like, just like assault rifles out kind of day Mm -hmm. and we were like and and they walk in and go have you seen a strange man with a gun and i was like (laughs) kind of looking at two of them like like, (laughs) just i just saw him recently yeah yeah just now when you walked in and they go and they go okay well there is a man running around this part of town with a gun shooting at things and we need you to close the shop, lock up the shop and stay inside until we let you know that it's safe. And I was like, you want me to stay in a glass house? Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't think you understand how windows work, but he's like, I don't think no that's going to be really glass house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like uh, I know people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but you should definitely not like, those in glass Boy, houses bullets. shouldn't lock down. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, like you should probably just go home. Yeah, can, um, I, can we? Can can I come with you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like, I'll just stand behind you guys with the guns. Yeah, <laughs> vests. You guys have a vest. You have an extra vest in the trunk. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was always. Well, what happened? I, I immediately the well, they they found the guy. They arrested uh, him. He was, he was white, so they you? didn't shoot him. Okay. Um, and uh, he was just high on meth, I'm assuming, because. And he was mad that his wife left him and stole his uh, stole <laughs> his greenhouse. <laughs> she was just like, like, God damn it! No, immediately the, uh, when you when you said the cops rolled up, I immediately like go. We have a report that someone's growing the street drug known as marijuana in here. <laughs> like somebody, it was the ex husband getting back at him. Like, listen, the pot grows in the back, but you have to you have to get past a bunch of shit. Okay, so here's the funniest thing about that, and we would have people give us the side eye all the time about this one specific plant, and you can buy it. Um, and a lot of landscapers we're talking about it's called they're called castor beans. Okay. Yep. And they grow really tall, really fast. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of landscapers like to use them because they give a lot of zhuzh to a property really quickly. And they're like, and people will be like, and it looks like weed. Yep. The, the leaves on them, they get really big. They look like weed. And people will be like, what are you growing over here? Blah, blah, blah. And people will go, oh, they're harmless. They're harmless. But just so you know, if you have pets, or children that like to eat things off the ground, you shouldn't have these. Because castor beans are what you make sarin gas out of. Yeah. Oh, did not know that. I and I'm like, is. and I was like, why are we like, why are we telling people it's like being like, no, 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 it's not weed. It's sarin gas. Like, <laughs> just like way worse. I you, know. should, you wish we would grow in weed here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty Maybe. sure that between the two, only one of them is used in war crimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, this plant is actually wanted uh, by the, the, the Hague. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> was supposed to go on trial? Yeah. Like, the <laughs> Geneva Convention. <laughs> the Geneva Convention has only outlawed one of them. This, right. this, this plant killed millions. This plant over here uh, gives you the munchies. World War One. <laughs> Which one do you want in your yard? World War One would have been way different with that kind of chemical warfare. Oh my right? god! Like, <laughs> just like they're in the, they're sitting there in the the bear, like wow. No. <laughs> have you ever have you ever thought about how kraut backwards is trout? <laughs> That's not how that works, Bill. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. So are we making all these tunnels for the biggest snowball fight ever? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um yeah, so greenhouses was that's where I started working. Um then like uh in college, uh for a while I worked in the student government office, but for a while I worked at a place that was a jewelry store in the mall, but was not like the nice jewelry store in the mall. <laughs> it was the one that also sold like pewter dragons and like had swords on the wall. Yes. And nice. catered to like the Magic the Gathering crowd, but the meth addicted Magic the Gathering crowd, right? I, and it I, was I didn't know about that subsect. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um and so but this I is how I, I want to play Magic the Gathering <laughs> with a, a methy magic person. Uh, Destroy your fucking guard <laughs> I can't go to the bathroom without him taking all my good cards. <laughs> I wait for two seconds to go get another glass of water. Uh, and it, it was you run. sold my TV for more magic cards. What the fuck, bro? Okay, so Why it's do you run have a sword by these two bipolar people that hated being on their meds, but they're they're um their manic and depressive episodes <laughs> never matched up. Oh, yeah, no, they were always missing each other. They weren't. And so, like the jeweler, she was bonkers, and she was like, she would come in one day and she'd be like, "You look amazing. Everything's great. We're gonna get so much work done." And then, like, she realized she would realize she forgot her diet coke, like at home, and then she starts just throwing shit across the back <laughs> while I'm trying to convince people out in the storefront to buy thousands of dollars worth of diamonds and telling them that that person in the back who's throwing shit is going to be the one to put the diamond in the setting. Like <laughs> it's fine. Artists, you, you know. know how they are, you know, um, how are you sitting but, for swords? Do you need a sword? <laughs> yeah, I know. A, can I get you in a good scimitar? I got, <laughs> I got some uh, one second while I turn the store music up a little bit here. <laughs> Which was always Pantera. It was always- <laughs> like, I had to burn my Raining own. Blood. Like, like, I had to burn my own CDs to bring to play that were like Lori Line, like piano music and like Josh Groban shit. Because I was like, I'm trying to sell diamonds here. And the manager guy, who was not the jeweler, but he would be on the other end of whatever <laughs> they were on he would come in in his like pantera t-shirt and be like we're not rocking out today and he would like switch it over and i'd be like thanks for losing me that sale asshat <laughs> like and they were so bad that we like i banked at the same bank as them and i would go to deposit my paycheck and the bank would be like there's not enough money 
in the business account to cover your my my two hundred and eleven dollar paycheck. And I so I would have to go to the grocery store to cash my paycheck and then go deposit that cash at my bank. Like, but I got fired from that job because uh, I didn't open the store one day. I had already asked for that day off. But I got fired because two days prior, the uh, the jeweler, uh, we're going to call her Kim because that's her name and I can't remember um, fake names. Uh, she, <laughs> keeping in mind. You know, she's, she, she's a big fan of the podcast. We know. Yeah, she's a huge fan. She uh, hired on at the jewelry store with all of its loose diamonds. Uh, her son, after he just got out of prison. Ooh. for uh, producing and dealing meth and prostituting women. Oh! Yeah, well, not jail. The, the cherry on the cake. Prison in mm-hmm. Bismarck. Uh, and weirdly enough, uh, my friend Jordan Stads, the word in there, um, but <laughs> we got in a lot of trouble near the prison at one point. But it is, that's beside the point. Um, but uh, so, and she would just like let him close the jewelry by, store by himself. By himself. Mm-hmm. And then one day was like, where has my very accurate gold scale gone? And I was like, gee, I wonder. Oh, <laughs> that very accurate scale that you have that goes down to like the hundredth of a gram. That one. Yeah. That one I, don't gee, know. I, I don't know. I don't know where it could have gone. Um, but so I was working <laughs> in the store one day and she was level as level as one could be and my Throwing cousin nothing. nothing was being thrown at this <laughs> nothing was being thrown structure. right um and my cousin walks into the mall with his wife and their two daughters and i was like oh my gosh hi and like you know wave, wave at them it's like what are you doing in town because they live in fargo and i was like you know we're chatting and she comes out to see who i'm talking to and she this like angry look goes over her face so she puts on her fur coat which is a floor length fur coat that she like like it like whips everywhere like a cape yeah uh, and she like walks out so that she can go smoke like 900 marble reds and um and i was like what was that and i don't even know what's happening but later i got fired and i found out that my cousin was because he was a police detective was on the joint task force that <gasps> arrested her son for meth production and prostituting women. And he testified against her son <gasps> in court. And she was so mad that I, because she came back like two hours later. She's like, how do you associate with people like that? And I was like, <laughs> phonetics? Like, that's <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Uh, and this is small town. So this is sm- it's this everybody is a- knows everybody. Yeah. Everybody does everything. It's small town. Yeah, yeah. this is in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Like, right. we're not. Like, how do you know this? The man that testified that put my son away. It's put like, my son in prison, not jail. It's like, well, uh, funny story. Uh, my mom's yeah. brother <laughs> uh-huh. married his mom, um, who was flash- Prince K of the Milky Way, by the way. And then flash forward to your flash son forward. being a pimp and yep. a meth a producer. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a meth chef. Yeah. <laughs> and 
And welcome the world to science, is, bitch. Welcome to Methies. What can I get you? Uh, meth? And can I get a sign of magic cards? Can I get a sign of magic cards with that meth, please? <laughs> no, but I've got this pewter dragon for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Or one got, of the swords on the wall. I got a slightly used Claymore. <laughs> How did she? Yeah, do you, do you need uh, Pantera's whole collection? I, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, how do you try to like be like, hey baby, I I want you to be able to pick the the uh diamond of your dreams. I want you to pick the ring you of I your dreams. It. And then immediately Cowboys from Hell just starts playing in the background. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maybe yeah. we should go to Zales. I know, right? I uh, hey, actually the Zales in uh Grand Forks, they play Slipknot. And you're just like, um, can I see that one? <laughs> the the Hellsbergs is just pumping out Megadeth, like doing the best. Uh so what how did you how did she fire you, fire you? Because she oh. can't have fired you for yeah, what was the actual re- like, yeah. reason oh, reason? Because um so I had requested that Sunday off of work because it was finals week okay and uh i was gonna be hungover and um (laughs) like just being honest and um i so i requested that sunday off i'd gotten that sunday off and then she erased that and put my name on the schedule without me knowing oh and then the the store didn't open at all and if you are in a mall situation you have to open your store for so many hours or you get fined by the mall. Right. And so the reason that I got fired was because they got, because I was supposed to open the store. No one opened the store and they got fined. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, which was fine because I literally just called up (laughs) my friend who owned a greenhouse and I was like, Hey, can I have a job? And they're like, yeah, you can have a job. Back to the greenhouses. Back to the greenhouses. (laughs) Uh, Do we remember the name of this jewelry store? Uh, yes, they still have an, a store that operates, apparently his sister operates it in Fargo. It's called Classic Jewelers, but the one in, uh, Grand Forks is no longer. Okay. Um, but it was. I, wa- I wonder if the Grand Forks Classic Jewelers has any Yelp reviews. Uh, <laughs> you know, you R&D could always. Yeah. <laughs> And there's going to be on one five-star review, and it's going to be because I sold them the shit playing Lori yeah. Line in the background <laughs> by myself on It was, you know, the, the 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 store was odd. There was a there was swords that had dragons as part of the hilts. There was a large collection of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> uh, the the, the metal was... music playing wasn't quite to my taste, but I have to tell you, the nice lady behind the counter. <laughs> And shockingly embarrassed to work there, really nice. <laughs> sold us a brooch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh and wow. Th- okay, so Classic Jewelers is closing. Um, uh, wait, this is the Fargo one. This wasn't the Fargo one. No, or, no. It was the Grand Forks. I oh, was oh. in the Grand Forks one, which closed oh, the, like the five Fargo years one is all, was also closing. It, it okay. Closed, huh. it, I'm I am surprised. Shocked. I I thought I shocked. I thought I saw a, it was a photo. I had a photo and I was really excited to show you guys. I was like, oh, this is the crazy person. And it's no, it's the nice sister. Um, and and she was a nice sister, but who also uh covered a lot of shit for her brother, who was 
he also like kept his whole Playboy collection in the back. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ugh. These are gonna be worth something someday, are they? <laughs> Not as sticky as they are. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> oh, gotta love that. Uh, so <laughs> that was. I, uh, I, it's just a combination of the things that that sword that sword that store <laughs> sold. Yeah, but there was also like a lot of Black Hills gold, like, um, <laughs> like, and I was like, "What? Where are we?" Like, I don't understand what's happening. So that was probably. Do they have any moose poop jewelry? No, <laughs> luckily. That's something. That's something that we just found <laughs> is a real thing. There's a. Uh, there's a. You can literally polish uh, any sort of deer, uh, and actually any turds because we also found out they do it for dog and cat, and they turn it into jewelry because people are awful. People are terrible yeah. monsters. <laughs> that's some different kind yeah. of Black Hills gold, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so um, you, you went back. You're doing. You're doing more greenhousery. Yep. And then we moved to Chicago. I worked at a. I worked at a um, gym, like rehab facility that was connected to a hospital. So it was like it was part gym, part like cardiac rehab was upstairs, kind of thing. But it was like a gym in like a very wealthy neighborhood. Mm. And so Rod Blagojevich was one of our. <laughs> Whoa. And, yeah. And it was in the height. We were in Chicago is 2008 through 2010. So it was at the height of him getting like kicked out. Wow. Um, Blagojevich. And here's the thing is like people would be like, oh, what's wrong with like Chicago so messed up. It's like that whole city is run by the mob. And like mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, that can't be real. Like, no, it's 100 percent like that city is 100 percent run <laughs> by the mob because he would have like when his kids would come in for swimming lessons he would have just the most like pulled out of a scorsese drama goons like, <laughs> just pinstripe suits silver hair that slicked back big gold chain around their neck like, and they would just like sit there, like on either side of this tiny little man. This man is so small. And just like watching these children try and swim. <laughs> and like, and then when he was like under arrest, but he was then on house arrest, like, and, but he would like, because he, like, he was awaiting trial or whatever, he would. <laughs> show up and it would be his goons and two Chicago police officers (laughs) who they all acted like they knew each other really well. Yeah, because they did. They're like in the same same bowling league. It's just they're on the same payroll. Yeah. Every single (laughs) one of them. Like and I love that he had pool goombas. (laughs) He did. Pool goons? You, you don't have yeah. goons? And so what was so funny is is okay. I, just so, was, I was just more I, I thought it was more obvious when uh when you when you went in and all of a sudden, you know, everywhere they walk they were walking in the pool is all of a sudden. <laughs> is that not playing through? No, that's right. <laughs> oh, here comes little <laughs> It, what a sad! <laughs> I, I you, you feel bad for Chicagoans. Oh, because all the you're time. like you're not getting a fair shake there, buddy. Well, and even like, like go Bears. Yeah, like 
like we left Chicago before um, the Cubs won the World Series, like mm-hmm. like four years before they won. But uh, they <laughs> like every year it'd be like people coming in. It's playoffs. They're like, this is our year. This is our year. This is our year. And then they'd be like, never again. Never again. <laughs> they come back. <laughs> And you're like, oh, you guys know that this is a domestic abuse situation, right? <laughs> like, when you keep coming back for this. Sir, uh, you never... can't bring that Lumel Nadis in with you to the row machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave it here at the desk where I will consume all of it. Uh, there's just a guy, there's a guy doing, uh, he's just, just doing deadlifts with an Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shockingly enough, Luz was not my favorite Chicago style ooh, pizza. Ooh, 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 do tell, do tell. What was your favorite pizza cake? Um, <laughs> uh, there was, uh, I can't even, there was one that was like a little local joint and it started so, with an S and they so were my it favorite. It wasn't, so it, was, it wasn't Uno. It wasn't, wasn't uh, Pizzerino, G- no, it was not. Giordano's. No, it wasn't Giordano's. And it was, it got bought by Giordano's, which oh. made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a, it's like Scarpettos or something like that, mm. but less mob-like. Um, and, uh, wasn't Gino's Eats? It was uh, this yeah. this local one that was close to us. That was mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, so that was Chicago. Was yeah, Chicago, um, where the holy water at church is Malort's. Oh, <laughs> little bless your little sign of the cross, <laughs> Malort's. <laughs> yeah, the father, uh, son, and the holy vomit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just what. Side note, Malort is proof that there is no God, okay? That is, if there was a loving God in this universe, that he would allow Malort to be a beverage. And for some reason, every Chicagoan just is just like, listen, everything else is pain. Drinking needs to be that, too. Here's your old style. Here's your shot of benzene. Sorry, Malort. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to we're gonna cry because the, the Bears haven't been good since uh, the fridge was uh, on their offensive line. Since the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> I am I am surprised that the frid, uh refrigerator Perry did not get into like he could have been the Maytag man, right? Seriously, right? Like that should have been I don't know they didn't market. He should have, well. he should have opened up a, a shop, shop with home goods, like right? That just sells <laughs> kitchen appliances. It's just like, do you need your food to be chilled? <laughs> well, here at Refrigerator Perry's, yeah, like, that's we that's run it. through the prices. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna Super Bowl shuffle you the best yeah. deal in town. It was uh probably because he couldn't get permission from the mob. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he <just laughs> pay so the red gambling debts. No, okay. So here's the thing is when when Lake we Michigan sh- goes up a fucking four inches because they <laughs> dumped him in the <laughs> So when Blagojevich, when we first moved to Chicago, like the year before we moved to Chicago is 2007. So we moved in 2008. Blagojevich had um, renamed the Chicagoland uh, Organized Crime Task Force to be the Chicago Organized Crime Task Force, okay? So that meant that now they were limited to the city limits of <laughs> Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so we lived really close to the border of Chicago and just uh, right there suburb called Lincolnwood. And literally, like, one side of the street is Chicago, one side of the street is Lincolnwood. And there was this old-school Italian restaurant that sat right across from a Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin-Robbins is on the Chicago side. This other place is in Lincolnwood. 
And you can Google like who the head of the Chicago crime families are. And like Wikipedia will tell you they all live in Lincolnwood. (laughs) And we one night sat out, we just had gotten ice cream, but we were wondering like, okay, it's weird that there are this many cops at the Dunkin' Donuts. Like it feels like, like a little much, like it feels a little too stereotypical and they are all watching across the street as the mob bosses for the entire Chicagoland area just pile in in their Lincoln Town cars with their pinstripe suits and they're like giant henchmen and they just go in this back door of this Italian restaurant across the street and all the cops are just sitting there like can't do shit about it because they're fucking Lincolnwood. Like, and those oh. were the guys that showed up with Rod Blagojevich to swim practice. God, damn. I I can only imagine this is this is like this is like toddlers fighting. That like, all right, it's it's like like I am surprised like one of the fucking henchmen wasn't like putting their toe over the fucking line. Uh, well, I'm in Chicago. I'm not in Chicago. I'm, I'm in Chicago. Chicago. I'm not. <laughs> yes. That is exactly what it was. Okay, and then... Uh, so it's the name of this restaurant called You Didn't See Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or, no. and, and or did had you ever did you ever hear that when you were with someone like... Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, the, <laughs> the number of... restaurant was called, Hey, Chicago Cops, suck on this. Hey, like, there was, like, there was, like, plenty of times where you'd be like, oh, you didn't hear anything. Like people would be like, you didn't hear anything. My, like my husband worked for, okay. So he was going to grad school. That's why we were in Chicago. He was finishing up grad school. We were in Albany park. He worked at the Starbucks that was right across the street from campus. We lived a block away from there. Like our, our space was very small. Okay. We had this drug dealer across the street. It was, he wasn't our drug dealer. He was like, super <laughs> like he was everyone's drug yeah, dealer. It wasn't just our drug dealer. Like, like, he was also really into magic cards for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he had these swords in the back of his truck. Uh, it was so great. He had really you know, nice he, rings. But he would like use the fire hydrant in front of our, mm-hmm. our uh, apartment as like his parking spot where people would come up. He'd come out. Actually, oh, yeah. he'd make his like kid come out, which like, Ooh. that's like, bullshit and like and then they drive no, off it's and it like just... old it's family farm like <laughs> it's you know like you put the kid on to you know you teach them how you know, to plow. exactly except this one's very legal and um and and they weren't and he wasn't dealing weed like no, like he was dealing like lots of bags of lots of white powders going out of like just like <laughs> but uh you couldn't ever trust any of the cops like you couldn't be like hey this kid's like and this kid he was in rough shape. Like it was like, it was not great, but like he, my husband worked at Starbucks and the cops who would come in, by the way, Chicago cops don't wear a uniform. They were like t-shirts, jeans, and then like tack vests. Like, just like they, they're just like, they just look like a gang. They just walk around like the gangs. Like it's like, it's like the Latin Kings and the CPD. Like, you know, you're just Friday like, is just every day, every day. And, um, one of the first days that we lived there, we were walking home from the grocery store and all of a sudden these cop cars started going wrong way down one way, lights blaring just as fast as we could. And then all of a sudden we hear bam, 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 bam. And so we take off running as fast as we can get home. My husband has to this day said he's never seen me run faster than that. Right. And, and I was like, yeah, because bullets. <laughs> um, weird. And when he asked the officers who came into his Starbucks, 
very public Starbucks. The next day, he's like, hey, can you tell me what happened last night? Their response was, I don't know. He's a bad guy. Okay. And he, he was like, what? And they, they shot and killed that guy because he had stolen a car and he had driven it into the side of a building. And they shot and killed him when he got out of his car. But their response was, oh, it's a bad guy. And so it was like, oh, we can't trust any of you. Like, you are all <laughs> just hanging out in Lincolnwood on the weekends. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's, that sounds both incredibly interesting and terrifying at the exact same time. Yeah, it's it's like living in Beirut in America. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> was. But uh, with... Um, little better Beirut. Korean food than I guess I'm assuming Beirut has a great falafel, which I'm assuming hey. Beirut also. Has, but like, we also know we also know Beirut is the place to get pierogies. Like honestly, that's they think you know when I think of the go, largest Polish population outside of Warsaw, I think Beirut. Yeah, seems seems logical. Um, okay, so but in 2008, when my husband and I got married, he got a cam. We got a camera as a gift from his parents. And my husband had been a photographer, like with like, he had been a film photographer. He had this like really nice Nikon body, but it had broken. And so we got this nice digital camera as a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how to use it. And so on, when we got married, we're sitting in the Fargo, North Dakota airport to leave for our honeymoon. And I'm assuming that my husband should be fawning over me because I'm his beautiful new wife. And he must be so excited. Bride. Right. Uh, but no, he was reading the manual to the camera because he was so excited about this camera. And finally, on our honeymoon, I was like, give me that thing. I'm going to learn how to use it. And I started a career out of spite because just like <laughs> greenhouse, you learned at 15. Exactly. If you're going to start a, a career, it should be out of spite. Like, 100%. 100%. So uh, I started learning photography. Turned out that I loved it very, very much. Um, so... I had a bunch of other side jobs as well, but that was the job that I was trying to, you know, make my full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so I started full-time uh, doing weddings in 2014 because my second son was just born. And in 2016 was the worst wedding I ever photographed. Ooh, it was. Uh, and I tell people like, if people are like, Oh, how bad could it be? I need you to understand that this wedding day started with the coroner's office and it ended with homeland security whoa oh there's and, some, there's some definite a to b shit that we're gonna need to uh yeah we need the details here i mean and to, to be fair to be fair i mean we've all thought about marrying a dead person okay it's, <laughs> it's all crossed our mind it happened it's just it's it's human nature uh personally uh marie antoinette hot Young Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Every wait, day. Paul, wait, isn't Paul Newman still alive? No, he died. Oh, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> you just see his face every day yes. on salad dressing bottles. Yes. He he lives in my heart and in my fridge. In your tummy. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. It's illegal in most states, but North Dakota <laughs> and probably Wyoming. Let's just be honest. No, uh, okay. we, don't want, we don't want gays to get married, but you can marry a corpse. And make of course, sure they are the no problem. Sex. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is it a female corpse? <laughs> I want to make sure it's not something. We don't gay. want we don't want anything fruity going on. Yeah, with we don't need no okay? necrophilia gay kind of shit going on. It's got to be a man loving a dead woman. 
Do you know that that's why they mostly hire women in mortuaries? Most mortuaries don't hire men. I, what? I, that, that tracks, unfortunately. Yeah. Ooh. And especially there, there are religions around the world where uh, that, that uh, uh, men are not allowed to touch dead bodies because of men can't be trusted with bodies. What? Yep. Wait, that's the reason that it's mostly females in the, in the mortuary business. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because guys would bang everything. Yep. I mean, that, Holy it, shit. It, I, I uh, as gross as that is, I, I get it. Excuse me. We, we have the whole family is here. Uh, are you ready with the, is the body ready? Viewing? We're starting. They're playing. She's running out of organ songs to play. Yeah. Could, <laughs> could you just give me five more minutes? I'm just, just uh, finishing up a few. Just last finishing up a few. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. Seriously. I just got to put her, I, I, I buttoned her buttons all wrong. Uh, in a rush, I buttoned the buttons. They're all off one. <laughs> Are you sure you want this to be an open cast? Holy shit, yeah, I know. Um, cool. <laughs> it's, it, it's, the, oh it's a joke. It's, a, it's in all the media shit. Like, it was on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia talked about this. Uh, I can, I, it, it, it's the common thing. They're like, you know, like, oh, you want, a, you want some time with the, the corpses? That's going to be a $50 for a half hour. So... Back to the coroner's office. Yeah, back to the coroner's office. I can't um, get over this. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're going to have to okay. get the full. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Go okay, ahead. So I'll here, I got to set the stage for you. I'm living in Seattle at the time. We were in Seattle for seven years. Yeah, now uh, if I have a dog walker, I'm going to make sure it's a female dog walker. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Just, and you can say it's because you support women and small yeah. businesses. Yes, Go. I love that. And I just also don't want my dog to get fucked. <laughs> uh, it's, geez, All of that I, is valid. I, mm-hmm. Now I want like a... Yeah, the guy that's going to fix my air conditioning. I don't. I want that to be a lady, or I'm going to have to watch him the whole time. Hey, 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 what are you doing there? Oh, you just getting some out of your pocket? Okay, all right, just getting that some out of your tool belt. All right. Yep. Want to make sure it wasn't your dick? <laughs> going to go in that uh, that hole in my air conditioning. So, uh, right. so I'm living in Seattle, uh, and a couple things about this specific weekend. Number one, I am ten and a half weeks pregnant at this time. Mm-hmm. That's my third son, and I do not feel well. Like, I mean, I feel like okay-ish, but first trimester of pregnancy, not great. Um, like, I'm usually a vegetarian my first trimester because I can't st- stand the smell of cooking meat. That comes into play, just so you know. It's not just a fun fact about me. Um, uh, number two is uh, these were not my clients. I had a good friend who was a photographer and had a medical emergency. And she had to go into the hospital and be on bed rest. Uh, and she was pregnant with twins. And so she like needed last minute emergency coverage for this wedding. So I had never met these people in my life, had no idea what I was walking into. Mm-hmm. And the third uh, was, and keeping in mind, this friend of mine charged a lot more than I was charging for weddings. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of money that these people paid was a lot. Um, and then the third was that there was a storm coming across the Pacific Ocean from Japan, this giant typhoon was supposed to hit the Washington coast that day. And we were in a town just north of Seattle. And so it was like, hey, we might, the tsunami sirens might go off. We don't know. Like, so we're all just if kind of If there is anyone here that has a post of the It's like, God, God is opposed to this wedding. He says that this should not they say uh, that rain on your wedding day is supposed to be good luck. What is a what is a what is a, that supposed to mean? What does that mean? What is it? A... Run far, far, far away is what <laughs> it was. So we get uh, I get to the hotel 
uh, right when we're supposed to, you know, start taking photos of the bride, getting ready and stuff like that. And uh, parked right in front of the door of the hotel is like the coroner's van, a police officer, an ambulance and a fire truck. And I was like, this seems great. And so we walk in and I, I, I see myself, the other photographer, who's like the second photographer for the day. Right. Um, who had already been hired on for the wedding. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, we can't get into the room because they are pulling a dead body out of the room next to where the bride is getting ready. And there's like crime scene tape. (laughs) And like, we are just like, uh, okay. And so we're trying to, you know, this just makes it really difficult to stage a shot. Yeah. Like, like, can, can we have you take one step over here so we don't have uh, the ambulance in the background of this photo? And- yeah. And so we're, you know, trying to be in constant communication with the bride. Like, hey, we're trying. We really are trying. They You're won't let us pass. the lobby phone? <laughs> like, they won't let us pass the crime scene tape, uh, weirdly enough. And um, finally, like, And she's like, it's fine. We're just getting ready. It's not going to be the end of the world. Obviously, this is not the plan. And we were like, okay, cool. So she's not a psychopath uh, who's like mad about the crime. About the body. Yes. Um, Someone uh, died on my wedding. (laughs) Turns out we were wrong because she was just different. Um, Because she's like, we're just getting ready. It's fine. We're just getting ready. Uh, When we finally got into the room, like an hour later, like we're already an hour behind. She is not, she has not done her hair. She has not done her makeup. Her dress is still in the bag. Like, and however, there are five adult women in that room, one toddler, you know, because why not? Um, and eight empty bottles of champagne. Oh, so everyone is already just blitzed and the bride is going, Oh, want to get ready i don't want to get ready i don't want and i was like okay well maybe then you should rethink getting married i don't know Uh um so take pictures of this (laughs) like so i tell the other photographer listen i'm gonna go to the venue start getting photos of the venue um and the groom says he's there so i will go there you do your best and she's like, I hate you so much. And I was like, I love you so much. Um, and so she stays with the bride who is just like telling the hairdresser to like do everyone else's first. And we're like, no, you're literally supposed to be the first one done. Like that's literally your job. Can I just and wear keep- a messy bun? Oh. Yeah, I know. Keeping in mind, like they paid like five grand in 2016 for these photos. Like That's good money. Yeah, like I didn't see that five grand, but this was somebody else. They had prepaid an insane amount of money. So they were like, we're having a small wedding. And I was like, great. So I get to the to the venue and it's a pretty well-known venue up on the coast. It's at a community center that's actually like really beautiful. It's got these big giant windows. It's lovely. Okay. So I get in. I go into the room with the big giant windows and I start taking photos of all of these tables that are set up with like decorations and stuff like that. Because I tell the groom that I'm there and he's like, cool, I'm here too. And I can't find him anywhere. (laughs) 
And then another Did you photographer. Look at all the bottles of champagne. <laughs> I know. Might have been in the bottom of one. Another photographer comes up to me and she goes, "Hey, uh, what are you doing?" Oh I no. Like, I'm taking photos of this wedding, and she goes, "No, you're not. This is my wedding that I'm taking photos of." And I was like, "What? Isn't this these couple's name who I legitimately don't remember? Oh my this God. couple's name?" She goes, "No, this is this person's wedding." And I was like, "Huh." Okay, so I walk over to the front desk and I was like, hey, um, where are these people getting married? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, conference room B. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, conference room B then. That sounds pretty. And it, uh, <laughs> very marital blissless. Yep. Yeah. And so just like picture conference room B in your mind. And that's mm. exactly what it looks like. It's a. Uh, it's just there's there's some long tables. There's a sink in the back for some reason that we don't really know why it's there. Is there a chalkboard um, or marker board? There's somewhere? a whiteboard on the wall. There's okay, a whiteboard yeah. on the wall. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like some windows that go to the outside courtyard, but like the you know like conference room windows. Like you know we're not talking about anything glorious. The, so the other like, wedding looked like beautiful. a wedding. Beautiful, beautiful. wonderful. Like there a wedding. is nothing set up in this room whatsoever <laughs> and so i was like there's okay. like the last meeting's notes is still on the whiteboard yeah legitimately <laughs> and so just as i'm like trying to figure it out this friend comes in and she's like hey i'm here to set up in here to make it look pretty and i okay. was like great great so she takes tables down puts up like this arch you know because nothing says guess this is gonna work like an arch like uh an arch on it and then she takes the markers from the whiteboard and she's like, happy wedding day. These two. And I was like, that's doesn't add. That doesn't add anything to the decor as much as it just reminds you you're in conference room. You're in a conference room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she like starts setting up and I was like, Hey, the groom says he's here, but I can't find him anywhere. And she goes, Oh, that's so weird. And so we kind of have like a walk around and try and find him. Can't find him. Still can't find him anywhere. I get note from the other photographer that the bride is finally getting ready. And we're kind of all just standing around being like, did anybody check is... conference room C? Did we check? Conference yeah, room C? Like, and we did, we checked everywhere. Okay. At this point, it's fair enough to note that the whole time he was just hotboxing in his car. So he was <laughs> in the park. He was in the parking lot. He was there, quote unquote there, but not really there and never was there like ever again, like the rest of the day. And so, um, the bride shows up finally and she's like, I'm just so stressed out. And I was like, why? Cause we're three hours late. Like I can't imagine why you're stressed out. And we're trying to, and so we get a hold of the groom and we're like, okay, we're going to do your first look. We're going to try and get photos done as fast as we can. It's sort of raining outside. <laughs> we are like pulling at straws to like make anything work here. Hold on. Let me turn on the red eye reduction on my yeah, camera. Let's say, let's I know. <laughs> He, he, he was he was was he really misty eyed? Was he crying so much? No, he was glazed over because he, he did was, a, he smoked an ounce in his car. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It just smelled like there was a skunk burning rope following me the whole time, like, <laughs> and I was already like I was like nauseous enough, like being oh. pregnant. I was like, this is... <laughs> that smells affect me. Yeah, like this was rough. And so you know the the friend who was setting up conference room B. 
Hmm. Well, when the bride shows up and she's like, I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. And Matt, this is like part of my joke from the other night. Hmm. It's like the, the friend says to the bride, she goes, I've got a Klonopin if you want one. <laughs> Keeping in mind, the bride has already consumed two bottles of champagne. Yes. Oh, this Just is personally. Mm-hmm. And so myself, the other photographer, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. That, that's a bad idea. And she goes, I'll just take half. I need something to take the edge off. So she bites it in half and dry swallows half a clonopin. It's just half. And she's like, I just need something to take the edge off. And I was like, uh-huh, ma'am, I you are you a tic tac. <laughs> like, yeah, you have no edges left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a circle. There's You're a big nothing, dumb circle. There's nothing. There's no edges to be found here. Um, so we do some of the photos as fast as we can. And the groom keeps telling us that the most important photos of the day to him are the ones with him and his nine-year-old son. I was like, what an example you're setting. I'm yeah, just so see, excited for him. I just want to thought that with uh, how much weed he'd consumed, it was the cake photo. I yeah, know, right? <laughs> Can we just get to the point where he smashes cake in the face? Exactly. Just, ah. Let's go eat cake and then we'll do the I do thing. Right? And so... <laughs> We're doing, so we did a bunch of photos of, uh, I love also that it wasn't him and his bride. It was He's him and standing his at the altar. He like, already has a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even get it from his wedding. He, he, from the other other <laughs> he just took it from the other one. But didn't even ruin it. He took the top tier of the cake yeah, that has a little bride and groom on top. a black couple on it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we were in Seattle. There's no black people. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and, and so she, uh, so we do a bunch of photos, we do pictures of him and his son, and then we're doing family photos, like big group family photos. Mm-hmm. And at one point he just gets pissed off. The groom just gets so pissed off. He's like, I'm so sick of this shit. I'm done with this. And I asked you to take pictures of me and my kid. And we literally had to show him the backs of our cameras and be like, we did. <laughs> and he goes, I don't believe you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was like, that's not how that how works. That, that's not how that works. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but that's not how that works. I show you the thing. Yeah. You look at the thing. Your brain realizes that you're stupid. And then we move on. And then we move on. Um, and then when he, and so he storms away. He doesn't want to be in any more photos. <laughs> and his mother says, he's always been like that. <laughs> It's like, oh, bitch, that's a you problem. Like, that was your fault, is what it was. Are you Mrs. Red Flag? I know. It was it was awful. So we get to the recept, or we get to the ceremony. They have a friend officiate it, and the friend forgets to tell everyone in conference room B to sit down. And so it was four <laughs> minutes of everyone standing up, and then it was done. And so we had no photos of the ceremony Holy at shit. all. Oh, because wow. we couldn't see anything. you couldn't see anything. Because everyone was standing in conference and no one, room B. And there's no, there's no altar in conference room B. No. No. Oh, nothing. my God. So it was four minutes long, and then we were done. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that they paid so much money for this. And so <laughs> we, go, we go to the reception, which they're having in, like, the side room at this restaurant on the pier. Like, on Does the restaurant town. also have a conference room? It feels like it. It's like a little bit. Uh, they're going for a theme. There's a theme <laughs> to go through. The theme, and so they're in like like the back room, whatever of this restaurant called Ivers. 
on the pier and it's a seafood restaurant. I don't like seafood in general, Mm -hmm. but I am pregnancy pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I take one step in there and I go, (laughs) Oh no, this isn't going to be good. And so I think to myself, I don't know where the bathroom is, but I do know there's a back exit door through this room. I'm just going to throw up in the ocean because people have done worse shit in the ocean. (laughs) Eat it. It's a circle of life. Yeah. It'll be fine. Okay. So remember how I told you that there was this big storm that was supposed to be coming? Oh yeah, okay. the storm, the tsunami. Um, the 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 Seattle ABC weatherman happened to be doing his report <laughs> from the pier <laughs> in Mukilteo that day, and they for whatever reason decided to stand right next to the exit door of the restaurant, and I came flying through that bitch and nearly knocked his cameraman. Into the sea, tsunami alley. I know, right? <laughs> uh, which, as a side note, I did once have a blizzard named after me personally, Ooh. me personally. Um, but no, so I just like go, sorry, and I go and I throw up in <laughs> live television. Yeah, I was to say, are you in the? I wasn't the on background. the feed. Luckily, oh, okay. they were. They were. I'm imagining he's just like. So the the storm seems to be just in the background. The tsunami is so, coming. <laughs> exactly. Just again and again. And so Charlie Sheenan, get that fucking camera out of my face. <laughs> my face. Uh, and so I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm pregnant, and I just and you know like and they're like, oh, it's totally fine. And then the weatherman. And he's like, he's like one of those like greasy, like <laughs> wet, like, like the kind of person that you're like, you have sexual harassment claims filed against you. Like or open ones that are ongoing. Like, yeah. Like they're like HR. Joe would be disappointed. You <laughs> HR right now. Uh, tell us on the doll where you touched her. <laughs> and so, so he looks at me and goes, hey, what's happening? You can't happening? leave me too along in this office with this doll. Right. I, like as a, as a man HR person, if I'm alone in here too long, it's... Uh, so he goes, hey, what's happening here in this restaurant thing? And I was like, oh, it's a wedding reception. And he goes, we should get the happy couple on camera. And I said, no, you shouldn't. You really, <laughs> really shouldn't. No. You should not. And he goes... Oh. Oh, oh mean- it'll be fine. And I look at the cameraman and I go, it will not be. Fine. <laughs> oh, and you should have let this happen as you could have come. You could have watched this footage every year as well, like, a, like, hey, you want to see something funny? <laughs> <laughs> see, here's the thing is this is pre like the news being on YouTube and stuff like that. And I have searched for this clip everywhere <laughs> I can, but it doesn't exist. And it makes me so sad because <laughs> they go into the wedding reception the weatherman's like, hey, do you guys want to be on the news? And they're like, oh my God, we totally do. And I was like, how are you still standing? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. So they're, and Let's they're also- a getting, with the weatherman. And- with, exactly. And they're also getting just wasted at this reception. Okay. So just, just, just getting completely crossed. It's like insane. So, um, so the weatherman's like, okay, here we go. And he gets the, the cameraman set up. He flicks on the light. You know, and the weatherman goes, we are live with King Five or whatever the the weather station was. And the bride goes, we're fucking married. (laughs) And they got served, I'm pretty sure, like a $30,000 to $50,000 FCC fund. (laughs) 
And the gr- the weatherman just cuts the feed and he looks at me and he glares at me. And I was like, I fucking told you not to do it. Like, nobody listens to me. Um, no one listens to the other cameraman. Yeah. And so we're going to eat dinner. Like, I'm eating, like, vegetarian pasta, like, as like best I can. They sit us at the kids' table. And they're like, it's okay if you watch the kids while you're eating, right? And I was like, fuck no. What? 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 Like, yeah. Like, they were, yeah. And there were multiple times where I was like, does anyone have eyes on that toddler? Like, (laughs) like, like, do we know, is she safe or is she in the ocean right now? Like, we don't. (laughs) Is she with um, that greasy weatherman? (laughs) Yeah. Like, we don't know. And so. At one point, I was like, I need to get out of this room. I'm going to throw up again. Like, I just need to get out of this room. So I said to the bride groom, I was like, hey, let's go outside and take some night photos. Because um, right next to the pier is where the ferry that goes out to the islands Okay. Docks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And right where the ferry docks, there's, like, these uh, lights that go around in, like, sort of a... It, they're the big lights that let the ferry know where to go. Okay. okay? They're the ferry lights. They're the ferry they're lights. Great shot. And so it'll be really beautiful, right? On a day that's first, not tsunami Right. Because it was, it, was, it was barely even sprinkling at this point in time. Oh, okay. The, oh, okay. the storm turned out to be nothing, which, you know. <laughs> I want you to take the photo and as, like, the photo's just, coming in, you just see a <laughs> giant wave right behind them. <laughs> the flash, like, and being like, oh, God. It's like, uh, what's that? The perfect storm just yeah. coming up? Like, just like the <laughs> lightning flash and just be like, oh, God, we're going to die. Um. Mark Wahlberg was there. Yeah, no. It was a whole thing. They, uh, it was a thing. It was a whole thing. Uh, and we, um, but first I was like, hey, we should ask the harbor master first. Because like, you know, trying to not trespass and right. stuff like that. So I asked the Don't harbor master. Don't want to make waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Very you. Good. Selfing. Um, and so I go over and I ask him, I was like, hey, can we take photos here? Like in the middle of the street, but it's not really a street anymore it's like where the cars would line up to get onto the ferry and he said that's fine as long as you don't go past this yellow line that has one of those like train arm things (laughs) in front of it you know what i'm talking about it's It's a very obvious uh, like area to not go past right and he goes you just can't go past there because then it's federal property and it's because it's a port into the united states you know Makes sense. So <laughs> that part is guarded by the Coast Guard and Homeland Security. Okay. This side, it's Port Authority. This side, it's Homeland Security. Okay. And keeping in mind, this was at a point when, like, like the terrorist threat had just gone up a level or, like, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're color-coded. We're at puce. We're at level puce. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, we're up from Burnt Sienna, everyone. Yeah. We are not at Burnt Sienna. We're at yeah. now. We are. So whatever, it had just gone up a level. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, totally so not. safeties are off on, yeah. on all the Coast Guard's <laughs> weaponry. Yeah. We are live. Live ammo. <laughs> live ammo. And uh, so they're like, hey, it's fine. Oh, sorry, side I- note. Do you think the Coast Guard are like, uh, hey, we're. Fuck it. We'll do it with live ammo. (laughs) I don't think, I don't know if they give the Coast Guard guns as much as they give them fish hooks. To just like, (laughs) yoink a person. 
They just have harpoons. Oh, sorry, so we can hook you. Harpoons? Just, just harpoon guns? Just harpoons. No, not, no, just straight up like the old, like the one they have just, to just, stuck. Just, like they're trying to get that white whale. Yes. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the Moby Dick. So sorry, yeah. I didn't mean that. Uh, no, it's totally fine. I, I, uh, and so I said, yeah, it's not a problem. It's fine. It turns out it was a very big problem to promise that to the harbor master. <laughs> because we start taking photos and then the groom goes and thinks the best course of action is to get up on that arm and ride <laughs> it like a bucking bronco. Yes, of course. And so over the loudspeaker comes like, sir, this is Homeland Security. You need to get off of this, like step away, go back to your wedding reception. Like, you know, like he's in, there in like a tux. Oh, okay. And please you know? tell me the, the wife that takes that moment to go, we're fucking married. <laughs> so she, no, she's like, come on, babe. Come on, babe. Come on, babe. <laughs> come, on, babe. come on. Like, just like, you're like this guy, You, how are you binding yourself and your taxes to this person? Hey, like, I don't come on. Your nine-year-old son's over here. <laughs> I know. Right. And so, they're like, sir, and they finally they're like, sir, if you don't get down, we're going to need to come out there and remove you. Oh, Jesus. And they don't want to come out and take some drunk guy off of the suit. You know, like, they're like, come on. And so he gets off the arm, but goes on the other side and starts running. Now, keeping in mind, the ferry dock <laughs> is literally just a drop off into Puget Sound. Like, there's no, it's not like a nice slope. It's just a really tall like precipice from which to fall into the sea like <laughs> and he's just running around he's just in a tuxedo and i'm picturing the rented shiny plastic shoes yes. yeah. that are very don't have good traction there's no whatsoever. grip on those at all and he goes you'll never catch me <laughs> oh yeah they will and it's like i'm pretty sure they will he's, and they did around like a streaker at a baseball game <laughs> <laughs> And he, so yeah, they definitely caught him and they like tackle him. Oh, yes, mainly, tackling. mainly for his own freaking safety because he's so close to the edge. Like he's and he so wouldn't have been close. able to stop in those shoes. He would have just slid, slid into the ocean. Right. And then like some seals. Do you think it would have made, oh, made a Puget sound? No. I, I, because, well, because underneath all of those places are all of these old pier like pyres that are sticking oh. up. He was just going to die. He was yeah. just going to, he would have been impaled by some like random ass piece of wood. Well, you know, okay. The one bright note to this story is the weatherman would have gotten the scoop and finally would have gotten off of weather. Like off he's of always weather. wanted to. He's always yep. wanted to be at the big desk. Yeah. <laughs> shit on him at the weather thing. He's got to stand in front of a green screen. He looks good. He's always wanted to wear a green tie. He's never been able to. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and so the bride literally sits in the street, like you know the movie Bridesmaids, <laughs> like sad bride, like you know the movie Bridesmaids when she's like shitting into the manhole, like you know that I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. So she sits like that, and she goes, "Don't arrest him again." <laughs> and I was like, "Again? What are you talking about?" <laughs> um. And so at that point in the night, I went, and we're done. And so. Apparently, what happened is they gave him a very stern talking to and sent him back, which I was like, yeah, you're lucky you're a white guy, dude. Like, <laughs> and I, I, seriously. And uh, but I turned in the files from that wedding day to my friend who is the main photographer, because when you 
um, associate shoot for somebody, you just give them the files back and they edit them. Yeah, they, they yeah. can do the t- final touches, oh. yeah. I just handed them over to her and I was like, I never want to look at these ever yeah. again. <laughs> ever again in the rest of my life. It was horrible because I felt so bad. Now it's a fun story. But later she goes, hey, I delivered the photos and they love them so much because <laughs> neither of them remember anything yeah. about them. <laughs> <laughs> memories so so i i'm like i could have taken half as many photos and they would have been so excited and like we did that are you so conference room b looked amazing (laughs) like okay yeah so one uh one we have to talk about uh, we're uh, the blizzard named after you and it was named after you me specifically, specifically. You were the, and i i thought that they had like a baby names book i didn't realize that the, the person naming the blizzard gets to kind of hey you know what you pissed me off quit being an asshole i'm gonna name a blizzard after you and like it's and two if you really want that that footage from the the, the live news feed mm-hmm. you call the news station it's a good point you say hey I'm putting together a memory reel from their wedding for their anniversary. <laughs> Can you give me that FCC fine footage? And and they're gonna, they're gonna be like, uh, "Yeah, you're gonna pay us twenty five thousand dollars for that footage." <laughs> by, by the way, that that whole story, starting from the murder down to the international incident, sounds like an Agatha Christie novel. I, know, <laughs> I just was waiting for like just, just a waiting for a mustachio detective to come in. He's like, I knew what happens. Hercule Perot could never. Like he could never. <laughs> Not even Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Perot could ever. We uh so is this when do I get to see this on Netflix? Because I'd watch the shit out of this. <laughs> I know. It's, oh, it's like, like a Stephen Avery sort of thing. Right? I've been I've been working on a script. So pitch um, that. Uh, but okay oh just p.s for the blizzard so when i was a journalist in in so that's why i studied in college that's what i did for like a year and a half turns out hate the news who knew um but uh working in grand forks north dakota you report on the weather a lot and i ended up becoming very good friends with the the weathermen like that were actually not the not the not the tv guy guys but the actual meteorologists who like work in like a bunker you know yeah. and like they yeah. they're just like antisocial and whatever and they but don't I was, have a symmetrical enough face <laughs> they, they got a lisp or something yeah something they, keeps them off the news yeah they got a face for tv for uh for radio. Uh, for radio um and <laughs> and a voice for silence and it's um but they we're gonna put you in the weather bunker we're gonna put you in there's the weather gonna bunker. be about seven feet of snowfall coming <laughs> <in>. <laughs> And Sioux Falls, South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> They've got the, the camera guy's got a rag to mop off the fucking lens. <laughs> and so uh, there's a lot of precipitation in the studio, Jim. Like you're always shitting on him from the. There's a desk. tsunami gonna hit this future sound. So we, uh, so I made good friends with those guys by bringing them snacks, and then they <laughs> would actually talk to me because the other times, like. If, I, if you call them on the phone, they'd be like, "You're." They, they would basically be like, "How do you not know this shit about weather?" And I'm like, <laughs> "It's like I'm I'm a general news reporter. You gotta just give me something." So I made friends with these guys by bringing them snacks to their bunker, <laughs> and um, when uh, <laughs> that's a cumulus cloud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when they 
when I left Grand Forks to move to Chicago, uh, they were like, we like you. We're going to miss you. We're going to name a blizzard after you. <laughs> and so the first blizzard of the next year was Blizzard Alley. And now here's the thing is every time they have to give a legitimate reason for why they named it that. Okay. So they're like, and so <laughs> this is the, th- this is the funny thing is they email. They're like, we have to figure out why we are going to call it Blizzard Alley. And we can't be like for the reporter. Uh, who brought us snacks. <laughs> like, like we she can't... brought us special K bars. We had to name it. Okay? Had, it was, it was a, she brought us egg coffee and bars. Like, <laughs> she, we, we were going to name her. And so they, like they named the, technically there was also, and I feel so bad. There's a little girl in Grand Forks. Her name was Allie. She had cancer. Uh, and so <laughs> they had built a park for her. And they named, they were like, oh, we're going to call it Blizzard Alley because of this little girl. But really, it was my blizzard. And I would like <laughs> to point out that my blizzard was uh, stronger than they expected, stuck around <laughs> a lot longer than they wanted, and overturned a liquor truck on the highway. And yes. I was like, that is me to a T. Nutshell. Yep. <laughs> People literally went around the, the closed highway barricades to just go pick up free alcohol off of the <laughs> side of the ditch. And I was like, that, I feel like that honors me in a good way. That feels That's very. That's also the most North Dakota thing ever. <laughs> it is. Like, hey, there's bottles of over there. We got to get it. So 2008, the first blizzard in 2008. It's a storm. Was, Listen, the no one's going to save those shooters of Jack Daniels, but me. Liquor truck <laughs> went down around the corner. Hold on, I'm getting my mittens. I'm right there. Yeah. We're going to Go get We're going to snowshoe in. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Go I mean, like, up the snowmobile. We're going exactly. to <laughs> You put a sled on the back of the snowmobile and you got enough fireball for at least oh, oh till God. February. I, this poor, I love that they, they were like, all right, the cancer, little cancer alley got a park. <laughs> she got a park and nobody's going to know. And they had to go and tell people, I accepted a little cancer kid. It's the little <laughs> oh. cancer kid. It's the cancer kid. That's, not the girl who brought us snacks. Yeah, uh, every time they, and then they sent you an email like, hey, it's us, <laughs> the nerds in the bunker. Uh, we just want to let you know. Every time they mention the cancer kid, it's actually you. Oh. <laughs> so. There is one other story that I want you to tell on the podcast, because I know you do it in your stand-up, but I think it was really good. It's about the ladder. Oh, yeah. Oh, P.S., uh, don't worry about the girl, it's benign. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea if she's alive or not. I hope so. Um, In the uh, arms of an angel. Just Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, um, I, so I would always have drunk groomsmen like ask me to do ridiculous things. But there was one wedding. I was out in Washington. Um, I was seven and a half months pregnant with my third son. And this group of drunk groomsmen. Keep it. This is the same wedding by the way, that was at a place called Dairyland. It was a former dairy farm, which always just smelled like cow shit. Like it didn't matter. Like, <laughs> like, like it didn't matter that it hadn't been operating in 20 years. It was cow shit. And, um, it's baked and, into the walls. And the, the whole wedding party was so drunk. So early on, they had brought in like Costco sized bottles of tequila. Oh yes. And Very like, smart. it was gone by the time the ceremony started. <laughs> and so like 
after the ceremony, one of the bridesmaids, right before they were like going to introduce them into the reception, one of the bridesmaids goes, oh no. And she's going to puke. <laughs> Keeping in mind, she's at a dairy farm. She can puke wherever she wants. Like, yeah, she no... didn't have a nice dock to go puke off of. Right. But like, yeah. but there's like, she'd do a like lot... my dog and she had to go on a couch. Like, there's like... <laughs> Where's the carpeted Where's... area? Worse. She grabbed the front of her dress. No. And went, uh, no. She first move puked in to her dress. Ah, uh, was it your first bridesmaid rookie? And so she's like, "Oh no!" And then she's like, "Should I go in there?" And we're like, "No, no! You have vomit dripping out of your tits. Like this is this is not okay. The organs and, playing like." And so we, so it's like at some point around. I don't know, whatever. The groomsmen were wasted and they were like, we want to take a picture of us playing foosball. But Allie, we need you to take this picture from up on that ladder. And I was like, <laughs> obviously very pregnant. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. I'll and the one guy looks at me. One step. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, grow some balls. And I looked at him and I go, I am. <laughs> yeah, like, they're growing inside me. In fact, this is the third set of balls that I have grown. <laughs> like, how you many grow have another you grown? Set. Like, I have between the two of us, I will always have grown more balls than you. So, <laughs> I have three sons. I've grown three sets of balls. Like, <laughs> sit down, drink seven some ball water. water over there, yeah. buddy. Yeah, you think you can uh, regenerate balls like a salamander's tail? Like, yeah. wait a second, <laughs> let me go to the kitchen. We'll try and test this theory. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, you gotta as a as a wedding photographer. Yeah, you gotta keep your eye on your camera because yeah. drunken groomsmen always try to take pictures of the dicks. Oh, but more okay, but more than the more often, I have to keep an eye on it from the old guys at the weddings who will come up and be like, you know, in my day we used to shoot film, and I'll be like. Shut the fuck up. I didn't want to talk to you in the first place. But I also shoot film. Go away. And two, like, and, but they will come over and they'll be like, or like the guys who are in like, like their late forties who show up with their uh, DSLRs. Oh, yes. The uncle. Yeah. Maybe uncle. Pictures. And they have the, the wraparound Oakley's and they have yeah. like that shiny blue shirt on that. You're like, why do you have a brown belt and black shoes? But we're not going to talk about that at the moment. And like a cell phone clip. And it's yep. like, I really, really want to ask you what weird metal your tooth is made out of, but I'm not because that's going to start. It's a probably story. mercury. That is, that's yeah. not gold. That's uh, not, it's not gold. That's not silver. That's, that's it was a, a melted down penny, is what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's, did you it's melt actually, it's, it's actually Black Hills gold. <laughs> bought it bought from, it from this Grand Forks. Classic Jewelers in Grand Forks. And like they'll be like, they'll come up to me and be like, "Hey, I got this picture of the cake. Do you want me to send it to you so you can put it in the gallery?" I'm like, "No, no." And they're like, uh, "But did you remember to get a picture of the cake?" <laughs> like, wait, weddings have cakes? What? The like, cake. oh my gosh, all the time. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so. My wife is a wedding photographer, and oh, I, didn't know that. I, uh, I sometimes assist her at weddings, mm-hmm. and we did a. Uh, about a year ago, we did this wedding. It was 
this cute deaf couple and they were both getting remarried. They had, you know, previous marriages. So they, a lot of adult kids, uh, mm-hmm. they were doing it in the basement of a house mm-hmm. uh, that was not cleaned at all. Uh, so you see there's piles of shit everywhere. And then, you know, they tried to cover it up with some lace, mm-hmm. but the lace doesn't kind of cover up the, they kind of put it over the side of the television, but it didn't really cover up the team. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like a, it was a conference room B scenario. It's scenario. in a dirty yeah. basement. Uh, so, uh, and the, during the wedding photos that they were taking after with the, the whole wedding party uh, mm-hmm. in the kitchen area, it was the also deaf uh, uncle was mm-hmm. over my wife's shoulder taking photos right behind her. Yep. Like, like that was the fun, uh, like she had to keep sh- shooing him nicely yeah. because she can't say he like it's, she'd have to like, but like slowly mouth. Can yeah. you please, I, I I'm moving around here. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, this is fucking with me to have someone over my shoulder. And yeah, that's kind of, that shit happens. The number of times where I've been like, okay, everyone else gets a picture real quick. Yes, exactly. And then right, every, like 95 and then people. And then I'm like, okay, now everyone needs to put your cameras down. Here we go. Flashes because, going off at the wrong time. It's, well, and because well, no and eyes are everywhere. And no eyes are everywhere. Yes. Everyone is looking this way and that way and that way and that way. I have one wedding where I was like yelling at the mom, Patty, Patty. Patty, Patty, Patty. Like, I was like, I need you to look at me. And she's like, got her eyes to the side because she's watching what's happening over here. She's like, I am. I was like, I know you can see me in your periphery. I need your eyes here. And she never did. And then the bride got so pissed that there was not a single family photo of her mom looking. And I was like, do we not remember? Do you not remember? Hey, the, the maybe snapping? this is a trigger. Patty. Well, I, I dry swallowed half a Klonopin. So, <laughs> so that uh, is... Uh, that is my that is my greatest employment story right there. Right. It's side note to the death wedding. Uh, so we're in the kitchen. We're doing the wedding photo. The family, the wedding party. They got the cake. They're doing the both cutting the cake. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, one of the the sisters is because uh, it's the kitchen. She's like getting other stuff ready. So mm-hmm. she's like in all of the shots, and we're like, hey, can you just like you got to scoot over a little bit because you're in. So all of the wedding shots have weird aunt that didn't wear wedding attire, just has like oversized tights. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like, yes. Yes. But she's, but I went back and we looked at all the photos. She's trying to hide. So like a lot of the photos, she's like pushing herself up against this, like, yeah, <laughs> this cabinet and trying to, and she's looking at the kid. So it's a whole, uh, weddings are a wonderful clusterfuck. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it is wrangling, wrangling cats. And I've seen the best of people. Like I've seen amazing things happen at weddings, like really, truly oh, yeah. incredible, incredible people coming together um, for families that wouldn't normally have fighting right. families, feuding families, like, feuding and... families who put themselves aside. Yes. It's amazing. Amazing. And then I've had both the mom and the stepmom show up in white dresses. <laughs> like, <laughs> And you're just <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. It's weddings. What a wonderful... Oh, it, it, 
you ever do any like alternative weddings or anything that's like a complete like like a complete not traditional at all? I would like, rather shoot a cat wedding than a human <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Okay. I whiskers, uh, whiskers, 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 exactly. whiskers. Um, <laughs> just well, have a little ball with the feathers on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. COVID gave the chances for a lot of like kind of off the books, kind of like strange, not really common weddings. But one of my very favorite weddings ever was this couple who got, they're like, like theater people. Okay. Think about just, just the most. So like their groomsmen and bridesmaids were matching cosplay costumes. Yes. So Tinkerbell and Captain Hook, um, two members of the Starship Enterprise, um, <laughs> like uh, members of the and Princess Leia. <laughs> what? Like, so when you said theater, my mind is like, did they just dress up like the, the cast of Cats? Yes. No. <laughs> Do you, Thomas. Mr. Mistopheles? Take. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, sorry, I, I'm 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 communicating with the people in the base of my house right now who are like wondering something. They're like, "Hey, we didn't know this person was coming over today." I was like, "Oh yeah." Uh, but that's the great thing about friends. No, uh, this wedding was so much fun, and they had like one of their or two of their people were like in blow up T-Rex costumes. Like, <laughs> and it was, it was hilarious and it was so much fun. And what's so funny is like, it was at the height of the girl boss, boss, babe, like find your ideal client and only market to those people. And I'm like, I feel like that's really like selective and like kind of snobby to be like, Oh, these theater people with their T-Rex you know, arms aren't my, yeah, like, are my ideal client. To this day, they are still my biggest advocate. Like, they will tell their friends who still live in, they, uh, he works for, I don't even know, NASA or like SpaceX or like, I don't know, something, not SpaceX anymore, but Space like Force. something else. Um, <laughs> like, like they will tell everyone, I will get inquiries from all over the country and be like, Derek and Sophia said that we should have you as our wedding photographer. They're still my very favorites. And it was like one of those days, her wedding dress cost like $11. Like it was like, just, it was lovely. <laughs> Elon Musk, Elon Musk renamed SpaceX XX. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't because that's, those are female chromosomes. Oh yeah. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like Same. women. Thanks. All right, so, so there it is. We, well, honestly, this has been amazing. We're talking about the weddings, but we on the podcast, we don't just talk about nuptials. We don't talk about pins, We don't talk about pewter dragons. That, that That's not just what we do. Here on the Awful Service Podcast, Allie, we also battle the scourge that is known as Karens. Ah. But before we go into our next segment, we always like to ask our guests, Allie, how would you define a Karen? As a woman who feels entitled to her expectation that she has not communicated to anyone else. That is the most concise answer we've ever gotten. <laughs> that did legitimately most time. Like, I mean, we've had some short ones, but usually like, ah, she's a C word. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I, she's also that. <laughs> oh, did I not mention you? <laughs> well, Ellie, each and every week, we scour the internet to find different Yelp reviews, Facebook reviews, 
Uh, sometimes they're tweets or handwritten notes. And as a segment we call the Karen of the Week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Each and every week, fellow contributor, former third mic, and general saint of a human being, comedian Rebecca Wilson dramatically reenacts one of these Karen complaints. And here's Rebecca with the Karen of the week. So I ate there today with church people, and when I received my ticket, they had charged me 18% gratuity fee. I told them I would pay for my meal, but I wasn't paying a calculated tip. That I would leave a tip that I thought was fair, but I'm going to be forced to pay their calculated tip. So they called the cops on me and had the cops come up here. They told the cops I refused to pay for my meal, which wasn't true. I told the police officer I would pay for the food, but they ain't going to force me to pay a tip. Just not right. The restaurant pressed the issue and was going to have me given a citation for petty larceny. The manager was so rude and very hateful. Myself or our church group will not go back. They embarrassed me so badly over this and calling cops and threatening me in front of all the people. Very sad that this restaurant is like this. They need to rethink their ways. They are going to lose a lot of customers. And the manager, well, I feel sorry for you. Whoa. And you can guess that every bit of that was spelled the wrong way. So every there was T-H-E-R. Our was A-R-E. Mm. Yeah, so mm. um, as, as I mentioned before we, we got Rebecca's recording there, there is a uh, they, a they go to the they go to the the church of a uh, immaculate miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> we got a response from the server who served them. Yay. This is an awful service first because we, we got some it. clapbacks from like the restaurant owners. But this is the first-hand response from the server. This is boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. This is this is an action reporter who caught someone saying, we got fucking married. <laughs> I was their server. Very rarely do I ever grot. But when I do, it's because a table won't act right. He said that since the tickets were all separate, there shouldn't be a grot. As if separate checks suddenly means they weren't a very large party. He's playing the victim about being embarrassed when he was the one beating his chest and telling my manager to hurry up and call the cops on him like a tough boy. (laughs) No one caused a scene except for this dude. The whole (laughs) restaurant, guests included, were looking at him talking shit because he was showing his whole ass. When the cops show up 
and finally convinced him to pay, he threw his credit card at my manager and it fell on the floor. My manager refused to bend over like a bitch and pick it up. So that's why he's saying the manager was rude to him. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been easier for my GM to remove the grot. But he doesn't let assholes like this call the shots at our small family-owned restaurant. Yes. Fucking preach. He said he's going to protest on the front of the sidewalk, file a lawsuit, and reach out to the news. <laughs> but damn, I wasn't even worth four fifty-five. What did I do? What? What did I do wrong, Daddy? That was the actual way the server ended it. That was the gratuity. Okay, that there was the group dollars for the group. No, no, for, no. For it, remember, they were splitting it. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were splitting. That's right. His argument was that he shouldn't have to pay a gratuity since it was split. Oh, okay, my Lanta. Number one. If there's anything I've learned from being on TikTok is that you don't get to just give people the term daddy. Like, <laughs> like they got to earn that shit. And I probably hyped him up too much. And number two. um, So something about <laughs> me. Uh, my husband was a pastor for almost 20 years. And, uh, and whenever they'd have like big conferences, people, the waiters and the waitresses hated it. They hated when the church people would all show up because they were terrible tippers. And like my husband, like his friends would all be like really good tippers because they're like, we under, we're millennials. We, we, understand. we understand nobody's making any money here. Okay. Uh, he has a corporate job now because Jesus pays shit. But, um, but, but for real, like Joel like, Ornstein. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're a giant grifter, like, um, <laughs> Just the righteous gemstones coming mm. to life, to right? sow the seeds. And if you sow a dollar seed every day and you turn around and you uh, get to your own seeds. Oh, wait. So, so you're saying your husband isn't Creflo Horman? Is that not? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> not. It's not. Uh, but, uh, but like people hated all the time working with anyone who's like coming from churches, coming from church, coming from church, because they'd be like, oh, well, I already gave my 10% to jesus and it's like well guess what i'm asking for 15 like that's so weird yeah, 15 is um, the low end by the way that's i the, know the, that's the and, they, and they'll still be they'll still say oh it's five percent more than i give jesus like okay then, then give me 10 percent of your income then income yeah we're we're talking gross not net yeah. um and i think that was like one of the cool things like just like my dad in general was one of those people who showed me really early on like tipping generously is important Mm -hmm. but also um when you're a dick like that (laughs) i typed in the word mexicali into the google screen to my to my left here and the first thing that came up was border cafe brian Carr. it's like you are uh getting yourself just the most delightful amount of infamy Mm -hmm. No, you're wow. as someone who's uh, still in the industry because uh, I'm killing it at life. Uh, church groups are Satan's asshole. Worst. They're they they are the worst. They are the most needy. They are the most yep. picky. They are mm-hmm. the most. They were going the. If you hear a church group, the managers are already ready to go talk to them. Right. Yep. There's if there's a group that is going to stay through uh, breakfast service, uh, lunch service into the dinner rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's a church group. Yep. And I had friends 
um, who like would, they would be like that. They would be the people who'd be like, oh, but my favorite thing is to just sit at a table and chat and chat and chat and just keep drinking waters when we're done with our food. And I was like, that's the worst thing you could do. And I had a friend who was like, who's like, um, no, I mean, I paid for the table. I was like, no, you didn't. You paid for your meal. You rented the table during your eating. Exactly. And like when my husband and I were just in Paris in May, he's like, it's okay. You can just sit here because they pay their workers a living wage. And so they're not turning over tables every five seconds because they're not asking you to tip them. Yeah. Like they're like actually making a livable wage. And even then I'd be like, we should hurry up. We should be done. Like, like, like your answer. Okay. Meal's done. Pay, meals, pay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, what is a uh, l'addition s'il vous plaît. So. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's church groups suck. Suck. So and Brian Carr. to not suck, but they do. And, oh. and like, okay, I have a friend who uh, got a job as one of the pastors and at a church in Plymouth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This was, oh, I don't know, 2012-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Michael Brown was murdered. Okay? Oh, okay. okay. So now this specific church, he had preached, this is like before all of the protests in Jefferson, he had preached a sermon about like how you need to treat um, like it's not, it's not friends and enemies. It's like, there's, there's in-betweener people that you need to actually treat well too, like your baristas and your waiters and like your dry cleaning guy, like, you know, and he had preached this sermon about how people don't like being serving people from church. The entire rest of the congregation went in protest of his sermon went to an Applebee's and just stayed there ordering like waters and like almost nothing else to prove that they can be in a space, but they did it while they were praying. They're like, but we are praying that wealth and, and safety and security would come to this staff. And it's like, um, you're actively, actively doing it against them. And then preventing all of the things you're praying for. Exactly. This is why I like the Catholic Church. They're about good works. Like the, uh, the Catholic Church, like yeah, like, at least throw them some money. Yeah, at least <laughs> like I, we got all of ours uh, from slavery. So mm-hmm. you know, you know, you guys are all wrong. I I like to I get all my religious news from television. Uh, I watch the Jewish Jesus with uh, Rabbi Kurt Schneider, who I swear paste those little curls on. It's it's I swear it's. It doesn't sound. You guys like- should look him up. He is notoriously. Uh, everyone hates him. The Christians hate <laughs> him. The Jews hate him. Everyone. He tried to buy property that was close to the wall, and yeah. they when they found out it was him, they didn't let him buy it. It was amazing. One of those guys that it's like weirdly like Jesus was a Jew, but somehow they're still super anti-Semitic, and you're like, yeah. I don't. I don't think we're. I don't think we're talking about the same thing here. <laughs> and much like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't much think like ch- means what you think it means. That's just true. And much like a church group coming to your restaurant, sometimes you have to ask yourself, gee, why did it fail? 
Everything was squared away. Everything was squared away. I had my plan written down. I had my plan written down. I thought I was here to stay. I thought I was here to stay. Now, now I have to figure out why. GY did it fail. GY did it fail is the segment we do every week where we look at different restaurants, menu items, and as soon as we've gone to video, we've really just looked at commercials, uh, training videos, the like. And I, again, we, uh, this is actually really funny because this is a, considering what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Joe and I like to beat things into the ground. Oh, yes. Um, and we're obsessed with the pitchman. He's a lawyer from Fort, uh, so Fort Worth, Texas. Well, he, he does uh, the whole Texas area. but to The whole, so basically, Allie, if you ever get in legal trouble in, in Texas, this is the man you're going to want to call. Got it. Like we're going to talk about, of course. I want to do the legal Wilson. stuff in Texas. Just it's Brian so Wilson, the Lawhawk. Cool. And uh, it's it's just, yep. Lots and, of explosions. And, and and we already know how this is going to, Joe and I already know how this is going to start, but this is delightful. So it's this week's again. She, and this is, uh, it's, this is uh, about Hurricane Harvey, which Ooh. again, considering some of the stuff we talked about, it seems appropriate. And it's very America-centric. Why did it fail? Okay, so for our listeners, it's They're a betting on dogs doing what? Tug of war. They're playing tug of war. <laughs> They're throwing money down. It's a it's a different kind of dog fight. They've got little collies, little short-legged, adorable dogs. This is dogs. not a Michael Vick dog fight. Yes, yes. this is very... It's like if, if Michael Vick fought corgis. Oh, this would have been great if this was the Michael Vick dog yeah. fights. Guys, guys, he's going to tug it. Still would have gone to prison for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you. I got it. It's a different cop. What? It's a different cop, Joe. It's not the same guy. Did he pull a nightstick or a knife? It was a nightstick, but it didn't. It did sound like it was a. Sounded like the like an unsheathing of a Bowie knife. And if anyone would know what the unsheathing of a knife and a that would be Allie. (laughs) She's had to take it out of the case a few times. I've had a few no no NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. You don't understand. They were just corgis having a tug of war. <laughs> you were going to jail, Michael Vick. I got an anonymous tip from the USPTO. And, oh. uh, we don't take too common to dog dice around these parts. Hey, you can't search here without a warrant. He called it dog dice. Dog dice, you know. And why does he have, He's he's been watching too much Smokey and the Bandit, like old 80s police officer, like it, Oh, I'm sorry. Do you guys know what the USPTO is? No. It's the United States Patents and Trademark Office. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, so are they, is he mad about someone else that already <laughs> trademarked? It was his okay, idea. He was going to Michael be the Vick one has already trademarked. trademarked. <laughs> yeah. Dog desk. The USPTO is where you get your patents. 
can talk to my attorneys. Bup, 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 bup. Your fancy New York lot dogs ain't gonna do nothing for you here, but we're in the Lone Star State. Okay, they couldn't get our actual telephone book because they don't exist anymore. Uh, like it's, it's, just, so it's, it's just, just a stack, a stack of papers. Paper it's just a stack of paper. it's just that just says stuff. telephone book, but uh, like it was written by a six-year-old. Uh, it, it, it's T E L E, and then that's one where they ran out of space, didn't realize. <laughs> and then phone is one one word, and then another line for book. Look. I know it's just, it's Texas phone book Texas T X A S. I've got the I've got the, my my uh, video. Get your cheaters on, Joe. Yeah. The okay. I want to know how they managed to get all of the Asian actors in this here commercial to wear racist Asian T-shirts. Yeah, one says Chinatown swagger. Mm. What did the other one say? It's just a red shirt. They're about to say there is a gold star in the in the corner, but uh, no. <laughs> it's, yeah, okay. So yeah, and he also I also like that he's uh, intimidating these 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 uh these uh, Asian guys. He's like, well, you're in Texas. Yeah, they don't know about patent law, silly Asians. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're. That's the hill they're dying on. All right. Yep. Patent law. I like that when they pull up the law hawk, it make it, it in the phone book. It even makes the caca. Yes, I also like that this is obviously a Chicago police officer because he's in just jeans, <laughs> he's like, but jeans not shorts. Jorts, jorts. Yep. he's in jorts, homemade yeah. jorts. Uh, and uh, yeah. they were really banking on just doing shots <laughs> where, from the waist up. <laughs> Why does he have water coming out of his mouth? Because he emerged from the hot tub that was on the roof. What? Oh, the hot tub was covered. I see now. They go to the phone book. It's just a copy printed photo. That's a beautiful photo, by the way. It's an already existing statue of a bird and then stood in front of the bird part so it just looks like he has wings. Someone just called me! And water coming out of his mouth. But he's not wet. His suit is dry. Oh! What did he just? Shorts without what? You made a supreme mistake. <laughs> I have so okay. much secondhand embarrassment. I don't like it. Uh, oh, I'm totally I, I, I mauled by the corgis. Uh, so he threw a dog sense. toy. At, at the police officer, the corgis then uh, rapidly ran at the police officer, knocking him down. And what looks like they are <laughs> they're, eating they're him, just, but they're just, just, they're just like, like, licking his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I just but, really, I would hire, I would hire Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk, because I hope that he yells at the judge like he no, yells in his commercial. Just, yeah. yeah. If, he, if he talks he normally, into I'm the door. Fired. Of the courtroom uh-huh. on a fucking mini dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tall I would. Pyrotechnical. Yeah. It's a shitty around the. <laughs> I think I would just do it just so that one uh, woman on TikTok who reads the court transcripts. Oh, the stenographer. Like, read that out. No, her name's uh, Reb. Yeah, Reb... it's like Reb Mazel. 
I don't know, but she's a lawyer and she reads hilarious court transcripts. Nice. Like, and I'd be like, I, I just know what I'm doing, doing with my afternoon. I yeah. just, it's so good. It's so good. Like, it's <laughs> called iconic. Start with that award. You made a supreme mistake. <laughs> I'm Brock Wilson, the Texas Lawhawk, and you have the right to fight back. Why does okay. he have a shirt with the state of Oregon on it? In no sense. His shirt is he's a Texas Lawhawk. That says the slants. Is that, that like a band? I don't know. I don't is this a music video or is this? <laughs> I'm still confused on what he's actually selling. Right, and then but then oh. his head explodes with fire. The slants. It's a is, band. Is a band. I think that's it's the band that all of those guys are in because I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of them, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, those the people. But then I shouldn't say that because maybe I shouldn't say all Asian people look the same. That would make me racist. <laughs> I would. It I'm wouldn't trying... surprise me though that like they would they would pick this band maybe because like oh, we got a band in our fucking commercial. Okay, so let's see how this ends. It, oh, maybe there's still there's still another the there's still like another what? there's still another, there's still more time left in this. <laughs> oh, also they pick up the guys from the previous thing. They all also emerge from the hot tub with women because of course that's there. One of the guys has a unicycle that he's doing. There's a Texas flag and an American flag. Let's go. If you or a loved one feel the need to fight back, contact the slants! The slants! Hey guys, we're the slants and we're here with the Texas Lawhawk. Okay, so we did. It was in fact the band. Okay, now okay, okay. But did they get in trouble? But also, why is the band? Are they his legal? We are they paralegals? No, maybe this is like a. This is part of the commercial. This is like the testimonials part where it's like, "Hey, we're the Slants, and we were arrested dog fighting. Uh, We carried a bunch of weed across like state lines, and like (laughs) it's the Texas law. And and now the cop is back in just regular clothes. (laughs) He still got his jorts on though. Still got the jorts. It's like, hey, because he didn't bring a change of outfit. No, I live my truth. Okay. Okay. across the country sharing our art to highlight a lot of important causes um for the last few months we've been on tour and seeing all kinds of things go down from wildfires in the gorge back home in oregon to earthquakes shaking up mexico here in texas we've seen that hundreds of thousands of people displaced because of hurricane harvey so to help fight back against that we're going to dedicate hundred percent of the profits from our song fight back to organizations that are locally based here in texas working to help out victims. That's 100% of profits. So get on and download it! Is he, the is dog's he, like, please put me is, down. Is he fighting back against Mother Nature? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, is, the rest is he, of it's I just... Think he's, he's one of those people that believes... Uh, Remember when there was that? Uh, let's shoot missiles into the into the into the center of a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. What are, who said that again? Uh, yeah. is I think he's very indicted. smart. A very smart scientist. He's the smartest. smartest scientist, according to himself. It's a very stable, mentally person. Yes. Mentally stable person. Yeah. He's, he's, he's um, 
<laughs> Sorry, can I can I put an edit point in yeah. real fast? Yes. Sorry, I have to go make lunch for my kids in like yeah, we're almost done. So okay, yeah, yeah, we're, like we're wrapping okay. up right after okay. this. So. <laughs> Honestly, the rest of this this is just it just seems to be um like some like outtakes and and, and, yeah. and explosions. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, no, I don't understand why. I understand why the band was there and they mm-hmm. were doing like a we want to you know support, so we're going to take our hit song "Fight mm-hmm. Back" and give all the proceeds, all the downloads will go. Makes sense. Yeah, right. Really good. But why was Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk there. I don't understand why. Yeah, it's... You know that every single person at the Phoenix University, University of Phoenix Law School (laughs) hated that guy so much. Mm. Like... So... (laughs) I'm a fucking ace, the bar! The bar is gonna (laughs) suck my dick, bro! Yeah! And then the door and then he fucking wheels out a class in his dirt bike. Right. Well, that was fun. Allie, um, <laughs> I think it's time we 86 the podcast. But before we do, we have <laughs> one last little segment. Yeah, we gotta cut the corners off this sandwich if you know what I'm talking about. You're gonna we're gonna have to cut this Kalanapin in half. Um you gotta cut the crust off. Right. So before we go, we have one last segment. It's called Human Yelp Reviews. That's for you, Allie Horman. You get to review the podcast you can either review us individually or us as a whole uh you can use a five-star metric but honestly use as many stars as you like and whenever you like to start Uh, i would give this podcast uh six out of six supernovas fair uh those are the stars on which i'm going to rate it uh meaning it's great i think it's going to blow up and be amazing and then eventually we'll turn into a lifeless black hole (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you know it'll take light years for it to happen like like just uh i'm just i think yeah (laughs) (laughs) joe and i are both like neil degrasse tyson help (laughs) is that how scientists shit on stupid people yeah that's how scientists shit on stupid people uh no i love it very much and you guys are the first people who've allowed me to come on your podcast and tell my insane story and it makes and then uh i like it very much and it makes, your yeah, crazy got, stories make total yeah, sense fucking it, we got an exclusive awful <laughs> listeners she didn't yeah. she didn't go tell us on radio lab no she's not uh she's not NPR doing won't on, the let Mo- me. on the mothman hour or whatever it's called the mothman i love hour. that you think i could do that in five minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, Allie, uh, how do our listeners follow you? So you can follow me on Instagram at Allie Horman Creative. That's uh, how, like, you can book me to do your photos. Uh, real quick, if you want to do fall photos with me, still in November or the beginning of December, one second. <clears throat> you can win this quilt. There's a quilt. Whoa. That I made. I made this quilt and it's a giveaway. Oh, there goes my <laughs> And I want to uh, win that quilt. And so it's a giveaway That's for my cozy looking who, fucking quilt. It is a cozy quilt. It's a big queen size. It's very heavy. It's very nice. I made it myself um, because I have big grandma energy. Uh, but uh, also on TikTok, it's just Allie Horman. That's where most of my comedy goes, mainly because uh, my mom's on Instagram and <laughs> she, 
she can only be so disappointed <laughs> in me at one time. Um, and yeah, so I do. Is that where they also uh, they could send their emails if they have marital questions or yes. have any advice? Ask Allie. Ask yep, Allie at AllieHorman.com. Okay. Um, and uh, but. I have a feeling you're going to get one person <laughs> definitely emailing you a lot. <laughs> I am married to Joe Cogazel. And, <laughs> um, and Street check. Yeah. And, but you can also follow, uh, you can go to don't tell comedy.com. Go can to the Minneapolis. about feed. that thing about expectations? And <laughs> <laughs> that part wasn't on the podcast. That part wasn't a, like all of the marriage advice that, that I gave to, oh. to Joe was not recorded cool. I know. she's a genius um, emailer but uh yeah you can go to donttellcomedy.com type in your email uh and ask to be notified of minneapolis shows i'm at the majority of them i'm usually the host and i'm also the booker so and for our for our listeners that don't know what don't tell comedy is don't tell is comedy like the most fun comedy to do it is it's a nationwide uh pop-up speakeasy comedy show so we have um it's in all different locations. When you go to the website, it'll tell you the neighborhood, the date and the time. And then the day of you find out exactly the location. Um, just a couple days ago or last night. Sorry. Wow. Time. Last night we had ours at um, a downtown, like a swanky downtown hotel. Um, the night before was at a co-working space. Um, <laughs> a lot of the shows are BYOB. It's a lot of fun. Have you guys done conference room B yet? We have not. Okay. Uh, I, uh, it's not a pop-up show. Because uh, um, uh, um, I'm here for the comedy show. Yeah, that's one down. This is a wedding. <laughs> this wedding. Why are you photographing this? Yeah. So no, uh, if you've never been, uh, I, 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 I got the kazoot to do a don't tell comedy uh, it, it, as a performer. It's, it's a lot of fun too. Uh, it's really cool because you don't know who's going to be on the bill. It's not like uh you're not going to be like, oh, I know so and so. The part of the fun of it is that you might, you're not going to know. You don't, yeah. you don't need to know because she picks amazing uh, performers for this. There, uh, every single one is very funny, uh, myself included. Yes, uh, yes, Matt included. <laughs> yes, I shoot my own horn too. too. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, don't tell comedy. Fucking, it rocks. <laughs> Joe, how do people follow you? Okay, there we go. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for a brown. I, uh... I had a stroke there for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> You Mitch McConnell it for a second there. Oh no! <laughs> oh, what's what's I guess his camera? Good. His Zoom froze in his brain. Uh, so uh, yeah, you can always go. Uh, my wife and I do podcast. Uh, we're over here now. It's an adventure podcast. We go uh, places that uh, that would otherwise seem boring, and we show you why that is an interesting place. Go see the biggest ball of yarn in Darwin. The, the other it's, name was going to be "Don't Tell Travel Agents." Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, um, and uh, otherwise, yeah, just again, be good human beings. Like, oh, yeah. love each other. You can follow me be on Be good Matt- to your barista. Be good to your barista, 100%. Um, you can follow me on Matt Doyma on Facebook and Instagram. I am at Chubby Waiter on X still because I haven't deleted it from my phone. Um, <laughs> I also believe in truth and advertising, but that's a whole, that joke's so dead. It, it's deader than Elon Musk's space career. Um, beyond that, uh, I always like to point out, I host a little open mic here in St. Cloud, Minnesota, in the basement of the Red Carpet Nightclub at the Keller Bar. It's the Keller Comedy Open Mic. Doors open at eight, show starts around nine-ish. 
Uh, we have 32-ounce beer pitchers for $6. Again, if you tell me that you heard about this open mic at the Keller Comedy Open Mic, you said, I heard about this on the Awful Service Podcast, I'm going to buy you one of those pitchers. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the yeah. only place I've nearly gotten into a bar fight. No. Yeah. Is that the red carpet? <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. and that, that was because she was asked to get on a ladder. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Beyond that, uh, follow the podcast at Alpha Service Pod across all platforms. Uh, email us your Karen of the Week stories at awfulservicepod at gmail.com. Uh, Allie, you've been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for doing Thank the show. Thank you. Thank you for and having wonderful. me. And as always, those in glass houses should not own pewter dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And have a good night. It's time to count the till. Sweep the floors and mop the spills. Say good night. Dispose of the trash and turn out the light. Tell me why I try. This whole damn thing is a lie, so I'll take my tips. My services have earned me this. Lock the door.